side of red or switch they die Rob of the dog who loud his motorbike Looking for legends on the sunset strip With a stone cold paranormal partnership Metro Town Rick tried to sell me some crack Listen to the podcast man and take that shit back It's a legends Podcast about urban Hello and welcome to Urban Legends, podcast about urban legends. Uh, my name is Chris Lynn and I'm doing the talking each week. We do urban legends. The other person who does the talking is Neil Herbert. Right. Hi Neil, how's it going? Well, that's rare instances where I tell this. Um yeah, yeah, right? going well, going well. Good stuff. Glad to hear it. It's all uh, you know. So a bit of admin first. Go on then. Got uh got here uh our lawyers. Um, we got. I've, I've suggested that we read this out. So it was a, our lawyers, was, our lawyers. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, it was a cease, it was a cease and desist from uh, American Pete's chain Domino's um, last week. Obviously, I said that I didn't oh, mention the mark. I didn't mention them, but somehow they managed to. They managed to realise the, the veil of the illusions you were making. It was amazing, somehow. wasn't it? They, yeah. yeah, they could see through the mists. All. That's why they get paid the big bucks. These lawyers, fancy lawyers, lawyer and stuff. That's it. Um, so, uh, so yeah. So I've got I've got this to read out from from Domino's. Um, just so uh, otherwise, we could be in hot water or hot yeah. hot pizza. So um, that's good. On last week's episode of the podcast, insert name. It was suggested that Domino's pizzas could cause uh, acid reflux in the consumer. Yep. Good job we in... didn't mention the stage four cancer. <laughs> oh, no. No, cancer, another one. I hope not. Domino's pizza would like to uh, inform you that independent studies performed at Domino University have shown that... 20% of cases. The acid reflux on Hartman only happen in cases where the person eats uh, less than one Domino's pizza per week. In future, to not have the acid reflux, we would suggest a uh, higher intake of Domino's pizza. Yours, Domino's pizza. So there you go. That's, uh, that's what they had to say. Got that out of the way. Good, we're covered. Um, it's, Neil, it's kind of you... like a cease and desist mix with an advert, isn't it? It's an interesting approach they've taken. It's a legal-toria, I think it's called. Yeah, fair enough. Legal-torial. Um, Neil, have you ever seen the film Highlander? Because I, I saw have. the first. I saw Classic. the first. I saw the first twenty minutes of it last night, and I've got some thoughts. You, you thought it was shite, did you? No, I, I actually Didn't thoroughly enjoy that. it. You got. Um, you got. I don't think I, I like Clancy Brown. He's a good sort of villain actor. He's really good in it as the. Whatever he's the Kurgan, is it? Um, I don't know. I saw twenty minutes. Oh, okay. He's the Scottish guy at the start. 
Um, you've got Christophe Lambert playing Scotsman, hilariously, mm-hmm. with a French accent. You've got. I don't think you've come across Sean Connery, but he's Sean Connery playing years. a Spanish man he's with a Scottish a Spanish, accent. Although he was in Japan for years and also has an Egyptian stroke Japanese sword, I think. I, yeah, it's it, a, but a it's baffling. Scottish. You can't think about it too hard, Chris. You can't think. No. It, it's one of those movies that's been made by a guy who used to do like you know um, heroin. Um, yeah, probably <laughs> no. Um, Probably more like cocaine. And um, no, Russell McKay, I think he used to do um, videos for like Duran Duran, I think. Okay, and, it no, makes I think sense. it's a bit of a bit of a, uh, an underappreciated classic. It's very cheesy. So I, soundtrack, but I, I enjoy it. Anyway, so yeah, you've got, so you've got the Queen soundtrack. So, so what did you get to? Do? So you saw the wrestling bit at the start. You presumably yeah. saw the first fight. Yeah. So the first fight, um, right? Maybe so the lady in... sword thing. So the first fight bit. Um, yeah. Bit of a Lambert charm. So that was. Um, <laughs> So that was interesting, the first fight bit, because the guy who was fighting... There's a lot of hand flips, doesn't he? Kept doing back... Yeah, yeah, kept doing back flips, but then, like, being right next to Christopher Lambert, like, the, the continuity interesting was... Editing. Yeah, interesting all... editing decisions. It was, was <laughs> really bizarre. <laughs> um, and I like the fact that all the cars went mad. That yeah, was you like his little orgasm at the end? Yeah. It's like, uh, 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 car uh, electricity uh, orgasm. Uh, yeah, that's good. It's the quickening... Uh, <laughs> and I don't then, think you come across that bit yet. So. No, and then then you then suddenly, like quick cut. Then you're in Scotland, right? Yeah, Bonnie Scotland, Bonnie Scotland. Um, although what I will say is, I like, have a Bonnie on Bonnie Lass. Yeah, there's a Bonnie Lass. Because you see your is he's like bird in that, isn't it? I think. And then and then she goes, oh, make sure you get him back in one piece. And then the guy goes, oh, I don't know what piece you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, no, that doesn't make any sense because one piece would mean yeah, that that's bring just... bring back his all, cock. Just all, yeah, <laughs> that's, but that's not bringing <laughs> him back in... Us. But that's not bringing him back in one piece either because yeah. his, no. his cock would... That, then it would be a, a minimum of two pieces. Look, so Hollanders weren't sense. known for their... If you've seen Braveheart, they weren't known for their repartee. So the one thing which I will say for the film is it's more historically accurate than Braveheart. Braveheart. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so... And also... His, his second name's McLeod, and the McLeod's obviously yeah. famously... The Clan McLeod, yeah. The Clan McLeod obviously famously um, moved into... Queen Music. Moved into uh, being quite smug architecture people, didn't they, <laughs> in the, in yeah, the modern well. era, um, on Grand Designs. Is that is that where... Is, is McLeod, that the Clan McLeod, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I might watch the rest of it, um, oh, I've I got would. that one. And also, there was the guy who was like, who they were they were going for the fight with. Is this against the Kurgan? He's like vaguely Russian or something. I don't know, but like his his <laughs> outfit, his outfit was like he had kind of a weird he dragons. Like a, he had like a dead skull, like skull or something on him. Yeah, yeah. Where's that? What's where's what's that from? I don't know. Well, okay, so what, weird armor. There will be an explanation for why he looks kind of foreign because. I think the idea is he's he's not actually yeah, from yeah. Scotland himself. I'm not from Scotland. Yeah, the Kurgan. I think I think he's meant to be more kind of like East European. He's Kurdish. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I can, who knows exactly the where Kurd he comes man. from? Kurd man. Um, yeah, I don't think I don't think he's meant to be. But then they explained this kind of like um, they've. Well, I mean, I might as well. It doesn't. It's not really spoiling the movie for you. Anyone who wants to see like a fucking thirty-year-old silly uh, movie, yeah. Um, they're all. They're basically. They're all immortals. That um, yeah, yeah. They're I all over the, dotted all over the place, and some of them yeah. have been living for thousands of years. But obviously, 
this is his first life or whatever. They don't right. they don't try and explain it, which is good because okay. they try and do that in the second movie, which is shit. Wow. Um uh <laughs> if you get around to watching the first one, explain the plot the seconds, you don't need that. Right. Um but yeah, but basically they don't what's good is they don't really they stay explain enough of the mythology that you can kind of got something to grip onto, but then they don't try and make you know, you just don't think about it too hard, frankly. Um, but yeah, they're they're all over the. But show. how can you do that with a film, but you can't do it with the things we discuss on this podcast? <laughs> well, because because that's a film, and those, this is reality. Because no, it, it's meant to be kind of like it's trying to build up its own mythology. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's like you know, complaining that the Greek myths don't make sense. It's well, that's not always. No, don't you know. I'm always complaining about that. Because yeah. why I ref- that's why I don't think we should ever give the path and marbles back. Yeah, so I consider I consider that a tax for talking bollocks. Yeah. When Homer when, when <laughs> learns to be realistic, not lean on the old literal Jesus Mishana endings every time, then uh, exactly you can have them back. Marvels back. Yeah, yeah, but until then, fuck off. The Troika would just take him anyway. Oh, a little bit of politics. Um, yeah, no, I, 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 yeah. I think that's a, that's it's it's very much a product of its time, isn't it? But yeah, you're so missing remember, out if you don't watch the rest of it. It's 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 good eighties right, fun it. in all the best ways, I would say. So um, I think the thing, like it was it was quite a big film in the eighties, which is kind of unbelievable. But I remember my friend's brother had like the poster of Highlander on his wall. I think when it became big on VHS. Young. Do you know what I mean? It's one of those yeah. ones where it didn't probably do very well in the cinema. But then, like everyone loved the shit out of it, and you know, it just got a big cult status. I mean, the the, the bad guys. I think the thing is, I like a good bad guy, and Clancy mm. Brown's really he's just, he eats so much scenery in that movie. It's fantastic. <laughs> there's a brilliant. If you do end up watching it, there's a there's a there's two really funny scenes. One with him and a priest, and, and one with him um, um, chatting with sort of a prostitute. But it's I don't know. It's hard to explain, but they're quite funny. That sounds weird, but actually, okay. All right, well, I'm just his acting, he does it quite. He, I don't know, he, he does line readings that shouldn't be funny on paper that, that are, are good. Very, just he throws it. himself at the lines. Well, I'll say that one actually. The thing with the thing, there's this whole big, big thing where it's him like practicing with a sword and it's all that kind of like, Duh. and then, um, you know, and then he's sort of down on one knee and looking all really cool and the rest of it. And they undercut it really nicely when she comes in. And goes, Hi, I'm Candy. And he's like, of course you are. I I can't do it justice, but the way he does does that line reading, it's it's fucking funny for some reason. Um, the sound like, effects are quite good as well. Like when the yeah. swords clash together, they, they they've used like a far too high pitched light sound effect. Yeah. Like like two rapiers hitting together rather than two big swords. There's a lot of very Ching. interesting creative choices, <laughs> but I don't know. Somehow it works for me. It's like smothering it all over with a queen queen soundtrack. That shouldn't work. But no. somehow it does. You know, it's a lot. There's certain did I think, movies did I you think, can only make them in the eighties. Did I think? Did I think the Queen would do a worse soundtrack than Flash Gordon? No, I didn't until yesterday. <laughs> Again, Flash Gordon kind of works for me. It's, I mean, it's cheesy. It's cheesy as they'll get out. But they're Queen, what, Queen you know. are though, aren't they? Oh yeah, I mean that's just what that's what they are. But you know, mm. it's it's kind of pomp, pompous and it's kind of ridiculous. But it just kind of it is what it is. But it kind of you know. You can look down your nose at it, but or you can just have a bit of fun with it. As far as I'm, yeah, same thing. Yeah, well, I, couldn't, I couldn't hand on heart say it's a good movie, but it's it's a lot of fun. So what we should try and do is do a really low budget film with like because you could you could do Highlander style now for probably about fifteen quid. Like, <laughs> do you know? I mean, it's probably, you know, it cost more back then, but do that and then get the darkness to do the soundtrack. The modern day queen. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, I think there's it's a bit too knowing. 
Yeah, I think you can't do it. You can't do it in an ironic fact. The thing is, with the eighties, you you could do all of that stuff without, you know, it just it, it wasn't ironic. And now everyone mm. has to do it very much wink, wink, and all the rest of it. It's really I I don't think you can go back and do those things. I think they're a product of their time. Well, fair enough. Um, and the only other thing that I uh, had to do for the start of this was um, I heard recently that you sell monkeys for cash. Is that true? Can even confirm or deny that. Okay. If, well, if somebody well, happened to want a monkey, then I might be able to put them in the direction of books. It. Off books. Not saying I'd have hands on or be involved in any way that could legally incriminate me, but you know. Okay. Hangleton Pub Car Park, eleven o'clock. Said Chris, if somebody wants to get in touch, there's something okay. want some, something you want to get hold of. Full stop. All right, Just I'll, give, um, give me a shout through the socials. I'll, 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 we'll hit, I'll hit this mysterious person's Telegram channel up then. Lovely. So what are we talking about? Chris, who knows? You know, if there's a glut of monkeys on the market, maybe I'll, maybe, I'll, maybe they need to go to a good home. If some monkeys have fallen off the back of a yeah. lorry, you know, who knows? Find a okay, nice place to go. Come on, then. You're you're, you're doing the well, heavy lifting today. I'm just. I was going to talk about that. I'm super the conductor that's been all over the news. But, oh, um, let's do that then. Do you want to do that? Fifth, know, you'll be brief. Fifth, we found a fifth element. Yeah, yeah. It's the philosopher's stone. Well, yeah. So, well, I mean, this is so of nature. So, LK99, I think it's called. It's the so not room the... temperature superconductor. Oh, well, no, so... this is different. Oh, okay. So, I was talking about, so in the, uh, what's the big uh, particle accelerator in the US called? Can't remember. The one where they found the evidence of the Higgs boson? No, um, that was in CERN. Oh, right. The that's the, yeah, the European one. Yes. Uh, I can't remember. But they found um, they found potentially the first evidence of a fifth force, natural force. So you've got gravity, electromagnetism, strong weak nuclear. But they found a, a fifth. Mm, okay. the, so they're researching that now. So that could be your dark matter, couldn't it? Your dark energy. Who knows? I mean, nobody knows what dark matter is, do they? Which is why it's such a mystery. But uh... yeah, that's why it's dark. Yeah. Um, no, no. So they've got is... a room temperature superconductor because so, that changes everything. Well, yeah. I mean, everyone's like, "Well, that's game over." Like everyone, we're going to give everyone. Why have I heard this? World. Um, well, is, it might be it because it's a load of bollocks. It's, it was, it, it's all over Twitter at the moment, and you know me, I'm a skeptic, so I'm fairly um, no. So and it was a, well, no, it was a South Korean lab where they've, they've published an article. So not you know, a genuine scientific mm-hmm. article has been published. They, they're claiming to have found a, a room temperature superconductor. It's called wow. LK99 at the time. Um, it, by the time this goes out, it's probably already been massively debunked, in, you know, I suspect. Um, you'll probably hear it a month after recording this. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, who knows? But, yeah, it's kind of, it can, um, I can't remember what they call it now, but there's a, there's an effect, there's a magnetism effect. So they've, they've shown pictures of it floating, and apparently it can be made with kind of, with kind of like a materials that you can pretty much, get, you know, it's not like really exotic materials that could be made at home. So there's a load of labs trying to replicate it at the moment. Um, but, yeah, but by the time you listen to this, it'll probably have been debunked because these things usually are. But not yet. Hey, if not, if not, then... But that's uh, a real game changer. Yeah, we well, you know, we're... Uh, that could be very... That's you, You're in uh, you're in hoverboard territory at that point. Oh, and the rest of a cars. No, just that. That's as far as my imagination yeah. can go. Hoverboards right. and... Film. Trainers that do themselves up. <laughs> and jackets that yeah. that compress to your size. Those um 
and really shit. Back to future two technologies. Really really shit. Eight bit digital sharks. Yeah. And jokes about the Cubs winning the World Series that came true. Mm. It was very prescient, wasn't it? Yeah. What did they know? Nothing. It was just a joke. Pepsi Cola. That's where it started. Pepsi was just a spin-off drink from the movie, and you know, did really well because the film did well. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. True facts again on True, True Fact Podcast. True Fact Podcast with Tris Lynn and Nigel O'Facts. Nigel O'Facts. Yeah. <laughs> That's a case of normative determinism for you. So, um, facts in my name, facts in my game. <laughs> facts in my nature, facts in my drawers. Um, no, I okay. found out your birth name was originally Nigel K. Bullshit. <laughs> well, nominative <sighs> determinism, I think, like Jacob Reese, you know, Jacob Reese Mogg, the terrible monkey yeah. man. He, um, but, well, I don't know him personally, no, not to take to dinner or anything, but um, he's really against the low emission zones, isn't he? Of course, against a lot of things, I would imagine. Yeah, although one thing he's not against is human sacrifice um, to no. appease to appease the markets. Um, oh, no, of course not. I'm sure he'll be quite happy. But um, he's got, because his name, if you break it, it's Jacob Ree, as in redo, Ree yeah. Smog. And, you know, that's what he wants. He wants smog, so that's nominative determinism because he's against any green legislation and his name's Jacob Ree Smog. Don't puff your cheeks out. <laughs> That was a long walk up a hill. <laughs> no fucking reason, wasn't it? Right, anyway. You done with oh, that? No, I thought that was all right. You going to eat any more out of that? No, I mean, this stone's dry. <laughs> Have you got any more that I can get some blood out of? <laughs> well, that, on that note, let's go on to our... Uh, Ooh, exciting. The subject of today's podcast. I don't think I've, I've actually mentioned this to you yet, Chris, but it's the no, death shit of the Platte River in Wyoming. What? The death shit of the no, Platte River. The death shit. Look, you know, my, I can't enunciate the words. <laughs> I mean, that might... You know, I've, you know, I've just instantly disappointed everyone because they're hoping for a death shit. Like, a death shit, yeah. Like a shit like we're we're going to get a cease and desist from Domino's again. <laughs> the deafest of all shits. Yeah. So the death... That's, that's very much death as in, like, death jam or something. It's like with a... Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Not well, like so, so not, death. It's not you'd end up crapping yourself to death. <laughs> not like you get cholera from their pizza or anything. No, no it's like... Not, the, not, not often, anyway. Well, not if you eat enough no, of it. It's Most of the worms have been cooked out. Yeah, a little bit of blood's normal, don't worry about it. It's flushing down. Depends. Is, it, is it. it fresh? Yeah. Rather than, yeah, it's fine. There you go. Yeah, it's when you fresh. think about it, they used to, you know, the surgery bombs used to bleed people because they were getting yeah, you know, too, too sanguine. So, you know, it's good to flush a bit of that out. <laughs> yeah, if anything, you know, that's why, it says, that's why it says on the box, balances humours. Yeah, you don't, 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 don't be getting alarmingly sanguine. I believe we're still, you know, that's the thing we should bring back, isn't it? Just you know, adhering to the full humour theory. Do you think we... modern medicine is just a scam and then just yeah. go back to Galen? Mm-hmm. I mean, it lasts, I'll tell you what, Chris, it lasted thousands of years, unlike this yeah. so-called modern science. <laughs> That's true. So, you know, all of yeah. a sudden... Modern start science hasn't all lasted modern thousands of years, And who's gotten rich? Pharmaceutical companies. Old medicine lasted thousands of years. Current medicine hasn't lasted thousands of years, so the old yeah. one's definitely the best. 
It's not like we've seen life expectancy gone up. We're actually rich. You've got anything with facts, can't you? Yeah. In the pocket of Big Pharma. Um, who publishes the stats, Chris? Uh, the, the Big Pharma and Big Domino, Domino University. Yeah. Domino's University and Bow Clinic. Anyway, I think... We've, you've pulled us off pace, Rose. But you back, pulled us off back, pace. Back on the no. I'm apparently, just, apparently, I just yeah. gleefully went went down that slope. Apparently, What's at Domino's University, doc, um, Doctor Domino's gives you you can go there to rehabilitate, like at the Kellogg's yeah. facility, and you get yeah. you get, get like do, Domino's enemas quite a lot, that kind of thing. No wanking, well, all that know. kind of stuff. You don't want to, yeah, don't want nice humours being whatever. You need to anyway. keep, you need to keep you keep all that in. Yeah. Right. So. So, Death Ship. Death Ship of Platte, of the Platte River, Wyoming. Um, I'm pretty sure it's pronounced Platte. Well, I would imagine it's pronounced Platte, because there's a, obviously there's a famous, there's a river plate in Argentina, I believe it is. Yeah. The river plate. Anyway, this is not the river plate. This is the Platte River in Wyoming. No, the river plate, as you said in your previous sentence, is in Argentina, not in Wyoming. Yeah. No, just when I was doing a bit of googling, it kept kept wanting to correct me. But this so how's it how's it spelled? TTs. TT. Yeah, Platt. Yeah, yeah. Like David Platt. Yeah, the footballist. Yeah, With, who who looked quite a lot like the grinning man of last week's episode. You know, yeah, he didn't grin grin as often as the grinning man. On a shame. I remember when he scored that volley for England. He had the grinning man grin. He looked quite he did, evil. Yeah. Look and he did evil. have his hands up in his armpits as well. Yep. He, he never really took on commentary or anything, did he? You don't hear anything from him these days. No, it's thick as pig shit. <laughs> yeah, like that stops me. <laughs> I don't, I mean, don't get me wrong, I don't know against him. I'm not sure Sean's the brightest <laughs> in the box either. Oh, God. Don't get me started on some of the, some of the ones. That, I mean, it's bad enough with like, some of the old boys on BBC. And on, hey, look, this is it, an but... international podcast, Neil. Don't be talking about... British football commentators. Uh, anyway, back to mm-hmm. Wyoming. Yeah. Yep. Back so I'm, to I'm Wyoming f- where my heart was born. Back to Wyoming where I first met corn. Back to Wyoming where I had my scorn against you the way you left me. Very good. Aim a song. Fair enough. The Wyoming national anthem. Except the Wyoming rap. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was done by a DJ called Herc in the Bronx in 1976. Sweet. So this is from Legends of America. So where, where it was a strange time in rap. They, they don't talk about it much anymore. But before gangster no, rap, they embrace it. There was a lot of um, sort of country rap. Yeah. Which because um, because you had like lots of old country records that they used to sample. Used yeah. to, to pick up and sample. Yeah. Before all the sort of kung fu and stuff that the Wu Tang Clan brought in, it used to be mainly sort of mainly hill samples, hillbilly samples, yeah, Amos yeah, yeah. Moses and stuff, yeah, yeah, or Johnny lot Cash, of, yeah, Johnny Cash. A lot of can't um, remember any other country musicians. No, me neither. I think that's it. Yeah, Slim Pickens, Chickens, Slim Pickens. Yep, he was yeah. one. <laughs> well, he was one of the best. Yeah, Johnny Two Fingers. Um, yeah. Yeah, Alabama. Alabama, Alabama Jim. Alabama Jim. Yeah. Horace. Horace uh, Dubois. Yes. Um, Almiola? No, that's not an Asian guy. There was an Asian There was a guitarist. Anyway. Billy, Billy Haybon. Yeah. He was good. 
Yeah. Couldn't play it now, though. Nah, well, you know, not long. Don't know what that has managed as well. Didn't as age well, like. did it? No, I had a lot of opinions. Anyway, yeah. Legends of America, traveling through American yeah! history, destinations and legends since 2003. Oh. Which doesn't sound that old, but it's 20 years. And what I quite like, it's got a little mountain range with a hat on, with a 10-gallon hat on. With a 10-gallon hat? Well, it'd have, to be, bigger, hat. have yeah. to be bigger than that to fit on a mountain, Neil. Well, or a very small mountain. Maybe it's like a bonsai mountain thing. Who bonsai knows? mountain, one of those ones where you have to like remove rocks, yeah. like so that it doesn't grow too much. Yeah. Right. There you uh, go. That, are, are these the ones that you're selling uh, out the back of that magazine? Again, if people want to find mini mountain <laughs> ranges, I can, you know, just a broker. I, you know, you let me know what you need. I'll see what we can yeah. do. Got a side hustle with the hats. Okay. That's what you need now as an urban legend listener. I'm going to fit you up with one right nice. See how you get along. Let's see how so we get along then. Let's see the quality of the merch. Flat away, me. Um, don't come back to me talk about quality. I just, I'm just a breaker. I just put, put one okay. in touch with the other, yeah? Yeah. You were no looking refunds. for it. They were supplying it. Yeah, well, that's between, me, that's between you and the supplier. I take a little finder's fee. Yeah, well, that's, you know, just, yep. just introducing one party to another party. Yep. Grease the palms. So, on the Platte River between Torrington and Alcova, Wyoming, a legend persists that a ship of death continues to sail upon sometimes dangerous waters. Oh. The phantom ship rises out of a strange mist that quickly becomes a massive rolling ball of fog. Rolling ball of fog, eh? Yeah. Oh. As the ship grows closer, witnesses report that its sails and masts are covered with frost. Oh, chilly. Yeah. The crew, also covered with frost, Stands upon its deck and huddled around a corpse lying on a canvas sheet. The legend continues, the ship always foreshadows the death of someone who will die on the day it's spotted. So you've got a nice ship. People standing around looking at a body. Yeah. They're all chilly. And as the crew steps back, the corpse's identity is revealed as a person known to the witness. Or by the witness. Wow, that's quite cool. So this is quite a nice little um, little Mm. setup. So this first one, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna skip over the next bit because it very quickly goes through the sightings, which I'm gonna okay. go somewhere else to. This is interesting. I'm not. This is this is new. Yeah, this is quite a good one, I think. Yeah. Every case was reported in the late fall, and in all cases, the person seen upon the deck of the Phantom ship died on the very same day that the witness spotted them. And fall is autumn, correct? That's correct. And so late fall in the northern so, hemisphere. Yes. So you, so November time. I'm guessing, yeah. Okay. All right, jotting well, it down. So one of the sightings allegedly occurred six miles southeast of the town of Guernsey, Wyoming. Another sighting was said to have occurred at Bessemer Bend on the Platte River. I don't know why they ended with that sentence. That's, yeah, where two of them. Anyway, um, so it's a very short article, but it just gives you a little, just a little bit, little bit of a taster. That's mm. what I'm going to go on to. So I'm going to, um, I'm going to move on now to an article that gets into the, um, the, the sort of sightings a bit more depth. So this is from Factsology. 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 I don't even pronounce this. It's facts, and then so I thought it would be like factsology or something, but there's a ch between the facts and the ology. Facts as in would be like scology. Factsology, maybe. Factsology. Yeah, I think that's the the facts as in as in it's something that's true, or facts in the uh, old telecommunication device for sending contracts. As in a, a true a true thing, a fact, and then scology. Okay. So Factsology, I'm going to pronounce it. Cool. Yeah. There you go. So, you, know, you, want to, you want to look this one up. 
Um, so by the late 19th and early 20th centuries, several men claimed to see a sailing ship appearing from the mist in the North Platte River. The ship, like the mist, came without warning. So I, th- I believe on this this particular river, there is... Mm. Um, is it quite misty? Yeah, they do get a lot of mist. So there's... Um, yeah, there's a there's a dam up there, and you can it stirs up a lot of mist. Um, you, oh, okay. you, you'll get you'll get sort of up in there apparently. So it's you know you can stand on the shore or whatever. And do, do, do. So um, the ship, like the mist, came without warning. But as each of the men approached the phantom ship with caution, it was clear that the crew themselves were ghostly figures, damned to sail along the river. Their only mission was to give those who appeared a deadly warning of impending death, and it was up to the men to reach their loved ones in time. Mm. The sightings and stories of these men were documented by a psychological research facility in Cheyenne, Wyoming, and later appeared in several magazines and newspapers in the mid-20th century. But do you think that you would rush to try and to try and save your loved ones, or you'd go, well, it's fated now, and maybe just have a sit down and start start the grief process? I mean, I think you'd try, wouldn't you? Mm, but I don't know. How far away are they? We'll, we'll find out. Yeah, just, you'd just be like, oh, sod it. Yeah. It's, it's not it's, me, it's, is it? It's 20 metres to, <laughs> to, to the cottage of my wife. I don't really want to. It's going to happen, doesn't it? So, I don't, what wife set myself. Exactly. I don't really want I don't want to be yeah. there when it happens, and I don't I'll really... probably go camping for a few days, and then hopefully they'll have cleared it up. <laughs> cleared it up by then. Have you seen the price of petrol? Yeah. Just want to oh, yeah, move oh, on with yes. my life now. Yeah. Right, part one, from the mist. So Leon Webber's the first spotting. I've got terrible news for you. Your uh, your wife's died. Oh, I'll be honest with you. I already grieved and I'm past it. Um, I did so on my camp trip. Yeah, I just assumed it'd happen. It's it's 1869. Yeah. You know, <laughs> if you leave anyone for yeah. five minutes, there's a 50-50% yeah. chance. Figure you know, play the odds for going back, and she's there, and that's great. You know, all to the good. But yeah, yep. So on a clear September awkward, after, awkward when you come back with your new wife. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, because it comes. I've decided to become Mormon, love. <laughs> All right, darling. I'm starting to become Mormon. We're Mormons now. <laughs> On a clear September afternoon, fur trapper Leon Webber and his dog several days into a month-long hunting trip. Well, that's um, that's quite a modern name for a fur trapper because it's normally like Roger, like Le Pontier, or something like that. Or that'd be up in or, Canada, presumably. Or um, or Fo- Foxkin Wilsons. Or yeah. something, not like Shandy O'Groats. <laughs> Shandy O'Groats, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, hey, you know, I was going. Yeah, I was going. I don't want to say grizzly something because it's too obvious. Yeah. So oh, li- I found the Platte River on on uh, Google Maps. So I can. That looks nice. Little camping around, around there. Proof? No, no, of certainly not. not. Call that a river. Tell you what, the uh, Trout On trademark in weddings, lodging, and guys fishing is uh, £154 a night. It's a lot, isn't it? That's quite pricey. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mind you, That's don't a... know. I'd have to see the rooms cross. It's still too much, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, for a, for a, a rural hotel in Wyoming. Sounds yeah. good. Mind you, you know, nice location, presumably, if you're into your fishing and sailor. I mean, there is a ghost boat that curses yeah. your loved ones. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest with <laughs> there's you. There's a portent, so that's quite yeah. a high a lot quite of, of day on, on the river, but, you know. That's all part of the charm, if you think of it in that way. 
Can um, I get a window not facing the portents of Dane, please? No, unfortunately not. They're all taken. Yeah, not all of, all of them. No, that's actually a thing with our lodge. All of the windows show you a portents of doom. That's one way or the other. Uh, if it's not the river, it's going to be the horse carriage of chagrin. So, I'll tell you what. Front. Tell you what, the river view in looks more like our kind of place, Neil. Yeah, it would like $30 a night or something, and just like chug down some Thunderbird in there. Yeah, it doesn't look and like a kind of special, Doesn't it? Like, oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks like the kind of place that um, you'd be found dead. Um, yeah, no, I'm sure. I'm sure it's lovely. Sure, it's lovely, but it hasn't got a website or anything. It's kind of a. It's Not kind necessarily of a, a bad thing. It's kind of a turn up kind of place. You know what I mean? Yeah. In the middle of nowhere. No, no, don't worry. They've got somewhere to stay. I mean, there is a Norman Bates looking an active fucker on the desk. <laughs> I, I would, I would look out for peepholes. I'll be honest with you. Assume any mirrors are two-way glass. There. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you want to cover like, that up with a like towel. One of the Simpsons where they go, "Is that a camera in the ceiling?" Shh, go to sleep. <laughs> um, but near the Riverview Inn is the Sunset Grill. Uh, walking distance. Ooh. Uh, let's have a look at the menu. <laughs> I'm sure that's some lovely wholesome food. Beer battered mushrooms, six ninety five. That's all right. Pork that's wings. Good. Don't know what that is. Ten ninety five. Fair enough. Pork wings. I imagine what that is is testicles. Pork testicles. No, it's a bit like you know we get pork balls. They've, it's like chicken wings, but they've made it out of like diced pork or something. Rocky, so it's like a chicken wing, but yeah. Rocky Mountain oysters, ten ninety five. Cool, carry on now, sorry. Just, anyway. planning on, just planning on next trip. Fair enough, sounds nice. So there you go. It doesn't you've, look... got, you've got some holiday tips there as well, listener. Anyway, for, for us two people who don't drive, I'm not sure how possible it is. <laughs> I mean, yeah, America generally is kind of like not kind to the non-driver. No. Yeah, maybe maybe learn to drive before we go over there. Um, so Leon Weber and his dog were several days into their month-long hunting trip. So marking their way through the brush near North Platte River, something emanating from it caught Leon's eye. A thick mist started rolling in, but it was a mist unlike any other that Leon had mm. seen. And this is an experienced fur trapper, so he's seen a mist in his time. Yeah, he's, he's mist savvy. Yeah, he knows mist from mist, from fog. <laughs> in the distance, it gathered into the shape of a large ball instead of spreading out along the river. Mm. One port ball. Yeah, or port wing, yeah. Yeah, for those of our American listeners who don't... Um, yeah, it's like a... Sort of, so I don't know. I think they have it in America or not, like um, sweet and sour pork. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course they do. They've got lots of Chinese do. foods yeah. in America. Yeah. Oh yeah, but I mean, it's not always this. It's not. I, I can't imagine that's like a massively authentic um, Chinese dish. Um, I think it's fairly authentic. Okay. And of course, you know which part of China are we talking about? I think it's oh, um, exactly because most of what we I can't remember is like Cantonese. It's not, it's not Sichuan. Is it in Cantonese? Yeah. Um, you know, it's based yeah. on one particular region. Um, so yeah, yeah, we eat a lot of... Yeah, I mean, again, it depends where you're from. But um, a lot of yeah. our stuff is from the south, like Hong Kong, sort of Canton. Anyway, yeah, moving so, on. So, wanting to get a better look, they ran <laughs> down to the riverbanks. His dog immediately whimpering and carrying behind Leon. Still intrigued, he grabbed a rock and Who's tossed Leon? it. Leon's the hunter. Okay, sorry. There's literally one person in this story. It's a fur trapper called Leon. Yeah, yeah I know, but it said it, the dog was carrying him. 
He's cowering behind Leon. So he's, oh, he's, I thought you said carrying. It's Leon. There's Leon's dog, and yeah. he's um, his dog is now cowering behind him because he's frightened. And he's eating Chinese food. Yeah, he's, he's okay. He's just come out of yeah Chinese restaurant. He's eating sweet and sour pork balls or pork wings or whatever it was we were talking about. And um, yeah, yeah, okay. He threw Got one it. of the pork balls out of this mist. <laughs> spectral apparitions on. Thank you very much. To appease the old gods. Yeah. A taste like this would appease even a horse rusting crusted <laughs> sailor. Sailor, right. come to come to Black Rivers. Chinese come to Popeye's food. authentic Chinese food. Please into all, but that's even the undead. It was a weird advertising campaign, but it took off. Right? What are you going to do? How are you going to stand out in this marketplace? Got to exactly. hustle. Um, <laughs> if that involves a viral campaign involving... Four times of death, more like yeah. four balls of delish. Mm-hmm. Right. Wanting to get a better look... <laughs> this is going now. Wanting to get a better way of story I'm ready. Wanting to get a better look, they ran down to the riverbanks. His dog whimpering Caroline. And, yeah, and, the, he, dog's, and the dog's Cantonese. He hucks a rock, yeah. <laughs> okay. The dog is from Sheshwan. Um, okay. This and is the Lee, easy, and easy Leroy, river. Leroy's a uh, trapper. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mao Zedong is um, writing his little <laughs> red book on the on the banks That's of the river. He's, he's thinking about the Cultural Revolution he's, when he's suddenly a ghost ship comes past. Yeah. So Which he, um, he blames on bourgeois capitalism. Yeah, it's, it's clearly this is a manifestation of bourgeois capitalism. This, <laughs> you need to be free from your own shackles, which have been you know lovely. The okay. chains of oppression you've put on yourselves is like so anyway, scores. So scores. <laughs> <laughs> so, um well, he's hooked a rock at the ship, yeah. But he threw a rock at it. Yeah. Why? Why why you asking me to question? It's a perfectly it looks, so, question. Well, no, it's the fog isn't rolling out like normal mist or fog. Yeah. It's in a solid ball. So he's gonna yeah. huck a rock at it and see, see what's going on. Well, because well, because I'll tell you why, because a rock Busses off there. What, off the mist? Yeah. Starts <laughs> revealing it solid. Ah, as he okay. suspected, because it was all in like one ball. Okay. And now, how, now he knows what's going on. They're filming a Duran Duran video <laughs> and there's a dry <laughs> ice overload. <laughs> and I'm dancing on the North Blood River. Yeah. It was that, you know, that song, Dancing on the River Platte. Yeah. On the Wyoming. It was, one, that, of it was one of their comeback albums. It didn't do very well. No, it's like 1992, wasn't yeah. it? But there was a, a, a temporal anomaly, and they ended up back in 1869. And the fur trapper saw it. It was very. It was, um, it was a B side to Ordinary World. Yeah. You know, I mean, so, Wild Boys was weird enough, but uh, Wild Boys. Yeah. <laughs> and video as well. Got, I didn't realize they've got some really like early bad CGI in it. Beautiful. Oh, really? Well, it's between. Them on a windmill being dipped into water for some bizarre reason. And okay. then just like wild boys. Yeah, like, wild boys. And wild then just boys. like this weird CGI creature is just watching them get stuck Spinning into a windmill. on a windmill. Wild boys, wild boys. Yeah. Dipping in the water. Strange. What, yeah. what kind of creature is the CGI creature? Whatever you can conjure up with a C64 back in those days. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to watch it. Oh, fine. Yeah, no, it is fine. Oh, you can't be fucked explaining them. Well, don't bother then. Yeah, well, there you go. Can I just get off my nose, dickhead? Yeah. 
Okay, I wouldn't snore in there, ladies and gentlemen. You suck monkeys for cash. We stop acting like a fucking end of the beer act. <laughs> oh, I don't. I don't think we'd get that gig. Yeah, no way. Sorry, lad, you got a bit. You got a bit, bit more. Bit more crap. <laughs> Sorry, boys. Sorry, boys. So, you know, you're just not connecting with the audience. What's all, that, what's all that fucking stuff about Chinese food and Duran Duran? What was that show? We both thematically or oh, oh, was funny. <laughs> we, we both used to talk about a fucking ghost ship. Yeah. No, but do you know what? Like, go, go away and work on your act. <laughs> I mean, I'll say this. Try down Butlins, you might want to start off at the bottom, but I'll be honest with you, probably just fuck off and don't get your job in an office. <laughs> Couple of fucking wankers like you. Yeah, you, but you think it's really met, don't you? Have you ever thought, have you ever thought about the Merchant Navy? Honestly, that's what you want. Do you know what? I've just noticed I'm on the North Platte River called Washout Creek. Maybe that's what we should visit, eh? Mm. <laughs> uh, thematically, I think we are. Right, so... Um, Why are you talking about thematically all of a sudden? Thematically, figuratively, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, you've been reading your books about scripts, haven't you? Yeah, I've been reading... Um, yeah, we can see that Teddy Sheringham's book on scripts. Of writing. <laughs> of writing and commentary. <laughs> It was one of the weirder deals. <laughs> Teddy, Teddy Sheringham, how to how to get how to get a pilot made by Teddy yeah. Sheringham. And I, I'm Teddy Sheringham. I've I've met a few people. From, I've met a few of these Hollywood sites, and I reckon I've got an idea on how you can get pilot made. Over the next seventy four pages, you will find out. Foolproof system. <laughs> Why it's necessary to have <laughs> to have three different uh, plot points, right? So we've got to the point where he's chucking a rock at it. <clears throat> yeah. He then noticed something emerging from the fog. So it wasn't long before a large sailing ship broke through, making its way directly toward him on the riverbanks. Yet Leon became overtaken by a sense of dread, noticing the ship was grey and dilapidated. Various parts of it covered in a thin layer of frost. I mean, I was going to say this about our ghost ship. Mm-hmm. I think they want to be putting the grafted and haunting people in the ocean. Do you know what I mean? It pisses mm-hmm. me off a bit. They're going up and down a river, and there's just somebody innocent on a riverbank. Getting... That's a bit out of order. What's your problem with people at sea? What's your problem with seamen? I've got, no, I've got nothing against that. I'm just saying, if you're going to go haunting, you want to be getting out in the ocean and doing it properly. I don't. What you got to remember, though, because if you're is... out in the sea, then you expect to come across apparitions of. Ghosts and see that. Oh, don't you, ex- you expect it, do you? Well, more likely. If you've got, well, you got to remember that, bank, you can't be. You've got, got to remember that rivers used to be massively. The they used boats. to be used loads, though. By it, yeah, and some rivers still are, like the Danube. Yeah. That's used for loads of like proper shipping, and that it's, it's really weird because obviously we live in a country with tiny rivers. Yeah. That are, that are used for little canals. Just used for literal. Well, no, for tipping sewage in, but... Oh, yeah, mostly. Mostly just sewage. We're we're very much like the kind of like angry chimpanzees in the the world, blinging shit in our own cage. Right, (laughs) so you notice something, it was very, yeah, a blah, 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 shit came through, sense of dread, layer of frost, yada, yada. So on the deck, a ghostly crew stared blankly at Leon as the ship inched closer with each passing second. Unable to move, Leon stood in fear as the crew parted ways, revealing a coffin. Mm. The lid of the coffin slid open, 
allowing Leon to witness the body of a young woman lying motionless. His no. heart sank when her features became clear, revealing her to be his wife. Oh, no. As Leon let out a pained scream, the no. ship and the mist vanished. <laughs> He's done the Teddy Cherry, of course, this guy. He's the few flourishes here. So he cut his trip short, rushing home to ensure his wife was safe. But upon arriving, several in his small town had already gathered outside of his home, where his wife was found dead earlier that day. Well, what she died of? No, they don't, they don't say. No. So though Leon tried to tell the rest of his story and the ship that foretold his wife's death, few believed him, and it would be Sweet. another 25 years before the death ship sailed again. So that's um, so that's number one. I believe that was in 1869. So yeah, and then we oh, go okay. to to 1887. So yeah, that would. I mean, there's a town here. Work called, out, but the, the the river goes through a town called Casper. Well, uh, fam- funnily enough, this the second sighting is in the city of Casper. Famous ghost name, of course. Yeah, I'm not sure these are friendly ghosts, Chris. No, I don't really know. The Casper, the friendly ghost, never really took off in the UK, did it? No, not I think at all. it was very famous in America. I but. mean, it's a bit of a fucked up kind of tale, isn't it? I get it's just like a kids' cartoon, but it's like, oh, it's a it's a dead kid. It's a dead kid, yeah. He's haunting a thing. So hey, don't worry. friendly, though. Don't worry about being dead. Yeah. I used to like the ghosts in my favourite ghosts in cartoons were the ones that occasionally popped up in the Warner Brothers ones who often had bowler hats and would smoke cigars and blow smoke rings and then dip the smoke rings in coffee like donuts. Some of my favourite ones. Just letting yeah. you know, Neil, in case you're thinking of getting me something for my birthday. Oh. <laughs> An apparition. <Yeah. laughs> so, Gene Wilson. So, yeah. So, funnily enough, as you say, it's kind of a... Um, this one yeah. connected to Chinese food at all? I'm just trying to see if that's... No. No, okay. So that's not a through line. So it, so near the city of Casper, Cattleman Gene Wilson, again, another modern-sounding man, rode up um, to the river on his horse, attempting to round up several of the strays. Okay, you know, it... you'd expect them to be taunting people and doing water-based stuff. It's quite interesting to me that they're all, as you say, mm. yeah, it's a busy river, I guess. You know, so like Leon years before, Gene caught a glimpse of a mist forming some distance from him on the river. He commanded his horse to bring him closer, but the horse refused, snorting and attempted to turn away. Fuck off. Let follow your you know, your horse knows. Mm-hmm. Just you know, let you turn back. They'll always they know they know more they than know humans. Can, of, you know, they of can the, sense it. Of the ghost world. Yeah, and they're attuned to these vibrations. The mist parted, displaying a large sailing ship that appeared to be anchored down. Later, Gene would describe the ship as a phantom ship, which made his nerves quiver. Ooh. He hopped off of his horse, but before it could tie it down, it turned, running a distance away. Undeterred, Gene proceeded forward on foot towards the ship. Approaching it, he could see the layers of ice covering not just the ship, but the nine ghostly men who stood motionless staring at him. It was so, I sh- so I have to assume hmm. that they have harsh winters? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know whether or not like, I'm having a look at it on Google. Like it's it's not a very green place, Wyoming. Like, it doesn't seem to have a lot of grass. Yeah. It seems to be like dust. Okay. Almost like desert. Or the yeah. It's kind of like mountains and sort of desert really. Well, not desert. I don't know what would you call it. Scrubland, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. 
Doesn't look very arid. Hosp- doesn't yeah. look very hospitable. And I, I kind of always thought Wyoming is like farmland for some reason. Yeah. Shows, shows my ignorance. I don't know, really. Um, yeah, not, not really. They do a lot of cowboy movies and stuff like that in Wyoming. I'm not entirely sure. Which, which part of America is it in? Uh, so, sort of. South, sort of. I'm assuming. No, no, no. It's near the. It's it's south of Montana. Montana's on the border with Canada, and so it's got like so the northwest. Ro- sort of, yeah. Get, yeah well, okay. but on the other side of the Rockies. Gotcha. Yeah. So it's like in the the Great Plains area, but also half of it's kind of mountainous. Yeah. Because you get those kind of areas, don't you? Where it's kind of like, usually say it's quite mountainous, but it's not necessarily a lot of stuff growing. But yeah, the name. Um, yeah, and if it's that far up, I would imagine there's quite harsh winters. That far north. Um, yeah, I mean, but again, it doesn't sound like it could be, could be the middle of summer. If this is a ghost ship, I guess it doesn't, you know, the rules. Yeah, but I'm just thinking that the imagery of the frozen ship were, yeah. you know, would tie probably tie in better if you had like a cold winter. Yeah. It might actually if you had a cold winter. I mean, yeah, this is late autumn, isn't it? So. Might, yeah. might get cold. Might get cold autumn. Maybe well. it's a war- maybe it's a warning of the winds to come. Yeah. Oh, the harsh nice. winter with the co- with the cold northerlies coming down from uh, the Dakotas and Saskatchewan. Mm. Indeed. <laughs> Whipping down from Ontario. Right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try and speed through this a little bit more. So, so he's frost- good luck, kids. Yeah. So nine ghostly man. Yada yada yada. Heavy sounds of steps coming from inside of the ship when a spectral captain appeared in front of the men. I like the way they put in a little bit of performance here. Oh, mm. ghost ship. They're good. His yeah. frosted eyes stared at June as he made a motion for his men to bring forth a large object that was in a canvas. So they're getting more and more showman-like, these, these yeah. ghosts. I like this. Four men bought like the Like a Vegas magician. Yeah, exactly. Got a little bit of David Copperfield thing going on. Four men bought the object in clear view of June. One gripped the canvas, drawing it back to revealing the lifeless body of a woman who'd been badly burnt. Jean later wrote, the face of a woman who seemed to be terribly burnt, in spite of the frightfully scarred face, I recognised my wife. Overcome with terror, I screamed and covered my eyes. I mean, it's almost like a sort of poorly written novel, isn't it? It's um, Mm -hmm. When I looked again, the ship had vanished. Terrified of what this meant, Jean ran back to his horse and sped back to his home. Above the hilltop, just beyond his home, he could see the black smoke rising and when making his way over it. No, no, new Pope, new Pope. His home, yes. <laughs> oh. oh, no. The conclave has had anywhere near enough time to come to a reasonable <laughs> consensus. This surely means there'll be complete division to... between the different... <laughs> we're, looking at, we're looking at another schism. Oh. This is going to be another 13th century Pope in Avignon situation. I can just see it. Fuck okay. it. We can't it's take another anti-Pope this minute in two millennia. Pope and Casper, what next? Maybe, yeah, I mean that's a good one. Where would you where, if you had a you had to move the Pope? Where'd you put him? Well, you well, know, a second Pope. If I knew what, there's a second Pope. Well, because they had popes in Avignon yeah, yeah, for, yeah, um, for about I don't know ninety years or something, didn't they? Yeah, it was a bit close to Rome, isn't it, Avignon? What uh, I would like Iceland. <laughs> That's where I'm going. I'm going. I would like to have a second pope deep, 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 deep in the Congo Basin. That's that's pretty good. Yeah, or like Australia or something. 
That's too easy, too easy to get around. I'd like it if like the Pope was like you had to go <laughs> cutting through all of like the vines and stuff, but then like you open it up and there's like a big Pope, like a, a, the new Vatican in the yeah. clearing in the jungle. That'd be good. That'd be all right, wouldn't it? And go. instead of instead of the Swiss Guard, it had like gorillas with spears. Beautiful. But we can, and, the, and little... that's got to be like some Marvel movie, isn't it? Probably. Yeah. Like, yeah, Captain Pope or whatever. Feels more DC to me. Yeah, probably. Probably member of the Doom Squad. <laughs> Jungle Pope. <laughs> Tropical Pope. Some of them All heroes wear capes, but some of them have hats as well. Yeah. <laughs> he has kind of got a cape, and he's a pope. Um, yeah, well, it depends what he wants to wear, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, the cardinals have capes. Yeah, fair enough. Right. Um, yeah, so anyway, uh, he, da, 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 yeah, house is burnt down, sees the black smoke rising, homes and ashes. Among the embers, he desperately searched for any sign of his wife, finding none. His next thought brought him running to the river about 100 yards from his home. It was here that he found the burnt remains of his wife. Putting together that his ill-fated wife had caught fire and tends to toss herself into the river to extinguish the flames. Mm. So Which I mean, stop, drop, roll. Yeah. Stop, drop, roll. Don't wait until you get to the river. It'll be too late. And also, do you know what? In these times, like 18, whatever, would have been all natural fibres, so you wouldn't have the issue with the... Um, no, no. With the... the polyesters and stuff like melting into the into the burn the so yeah actually i mean some yeah, ways better off yeah much better off mm. just that's why i only wear hemp that's true just yeah. in case you get caught on fire just in case you get caught on fire yeah. i mean you never know some ghost shit might come along and also signed up to that Post. um to that woody harrelson mml multi-level marketing scheme <laughs> Yeah. I've not heard of this, but it wouldn't surprise I'm me. Making it up. Oh, okay. I was. Uh... <laughs> I mean, he did got really into. There was a time where I think this was like a Californian fad where there was oxygen bars. Did you ever hear about those? Mm. I think we were talking about 15, 20 years ago. Um, but yeah, I think he had a, he owned a couple of those at some point. Or was a, or frequented them very. An idea which came cool. directly directly from the film Spaceballs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> So, Victor Hybe is our, our third and final sighting of the ghost ship. This occurred in November 20th, 1903. Victor Hybe... Oh, so nothing for a while, then? No, we've not had one in 112. See, some of them claim there's been sightings elsewhere. Some of them, um, well, yeah, we'll come on to sort of that. Mm. You, some people sometimes say, oh, well, you know, there's, there's sightings every so often, but actually the last documented sighting was in 1903, so it's been 120 years. Okay. So, Victor Hybe was near his home at Bessemer Bend, chopping wood by the riverbank. Any any thoughts on Bessemer Ben, Chris? Any restaurants nearby you want to review? Trip I'll, um, I'll let you know. I'll let you know. Any, any locales? Okay, you come back. You can make sure you come back and, and let us know if there is. So, a few months prior, he had testified in favour of his lifelong friend Thomas Horn, who'd been accused of murder. Although Victor was adamant Thomas was innocent of the crime, the Chain Criminal Court found him guilty, sentencing him to death. With no other choice, Thomas Horn and another escaped from jail, disappearing into the woods and leaving behind everything and everyone he knew, including Victor. But on this day, as Victor gathered the wood, without a warning, a thick fog materialised around him and the river. Just to let you know, hmm. um, uh, Red's Butte Ranch private lodging looks quite nice in Bessemer Bend. Oh, OK. Looks quite Price. nice. Price. What are we talking uh, about? 
Well, they, yeah, well, they have got a website, so probably less murdery than the other. <laughs> but, but do we know how much? Uh, let's have a look. Because it's a spectrum between getting murdered and, and, and overpaying, isn't it? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. You yeah. Know, want to fall on the right end of that. Yeah, my, my life is only worth X amount. Um, it's quite a lot. But you get five bedrooms, three bathrooms, pets are allowed. Um, minimum stay of two nights on the weekends. Okay. But four hundred average nightly rate four hundred dollars. So what's that three hundred and twenty quid? So if you split if you split that five ways, it's not too bad, is it? Oh, okay, for the whole thing. Oh right, yeah. okay. That was sounding pretty bad, but actually, yeah, it's it's actually very, very beautiful, it's reasonable. Yeah, very not. Maybe we should well, go there instead of France. If we could go investigate the death, death ship, then Bessemer Ben will be ending up. Yeah, yeah, it looks lovely. As long as we can still get to that restaurant. Um, maybe not. Is there any restaurant or whatever it was? You were saying there was—I can't remember. Yeah, no, we wouldn't be able to get there now unless we went I'm on sure. the river. I'm sure there's a. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure we can get takeout. Get an, get an Uber, deliver us some. Summit. It's probably about it's America. It's probably about four hundred miles. That's, that's fine. Just give me a good tip. Oh no, it's not. It's not too far. No, we could walk. I mean, like me and you, like we'd we'd fullheartedly go and we'll try and walk there, wouldn't we? That's the kind yeah. of thing we do. Instantly get killed by coyotes. Yeah, rightly so. Yeah, correct. But, it's a circle of life. Yeah. Anyway, Thomas Horn. So I oh know we've already gone through his escapes. Um, so he sees, yeah, so the mist broke, revealing the phantom ship in front of him. Victor stood amazed, watching as the ghost crew lined up on the deck, staring blankly at him. Slowly, they started to tap dance. <laughs> Unfortunately, it doesn't say that. A familiar voice seemed to echo around Victor, saying, it said, all right, but I am telling you that you are hanging an innocent man. One of the crew responded, yet none of the men in front of Victor moved their lips. He replied, that is not for us to determine. You were tried and convicted of murder. A canvas sheet dropped from behind the men, revealing gallows, and at the end of the cross arm, a lifeless body swayed rocking back and forth along with the ship. As the body turned, Victor recounted, it was the face of my dearest friend, he whom I had defended with my testimony in court at Cheyenne only a few months previously. It's just like immersive theatre now. Is. I mean, I, I love how they put it on a show. The guys, yeah, this is brilliant. Yeah, so each each one they kind of. Let's see if Victor screams. No, no. So Victor shut his eyes at the sight of his dead friend, but when he opened them, his friend, the ship, and the mist were all gone. Okay, so he, this one doesn't scream and, and rush home. No, he's a real man. Oh no, he he gathered his items and rode into town, desperate to find information on Thomas. To his dismay, he discovered Thomas Horn had in fact been hanged that very same day. Well, it sounds like he escaped and was hanged on the same day, which I suppose is yeah, possible. Yeah, I mean, once you escape, then due process is out the window, yeah. frankly. As soon as you get caught... Get, get strung up now, boy. Get strung up now. All that drunk. No? Right. Mind you, this is not... Well, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, over the next century, there have been reportedly... Oh, here we go. Yeah, over the next century, there have reportedly been a few more sightings of the ship. Some have warned of incoming deaths, while others claim just to have seen a glimpse of a greyish ship with a ghostly crew disappearing into the mist. But no other account has been as well documented as the first three presented here. And maybe there's a reason for that. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah so what, I will, so what I will say about this river is it's not a very big river for all of the, you know, it's not... These ghostly happenings. It's not yeah. like the Mississippi or something. It's not a massively wide river. It's like 
25 metres wide. Yeah. So... Which is why I think it's a bit out of all the ghosts kind of like... Why? What is it? What? Like, what's what's, well, what's, this what's their end game? As as with all of these what's things, the, Chris, I, I want to know. You know, what, what's in it for them? That's not for you to know. Well, I'm just asking questions. Yeah, well, you guys want to know what's going on. Yeah, but you can ask all it's the questions you, you want, but you don't. Eternity going around on a maybe you don't deserve, maybe ghost you shit. don't deserve answers. With your with your skeptical ways, I might not get answers, but I can question. You know, one assumes they would have a motivation. Yeah, but you're not just asking questions. You're also slamming them for not terrifying people on the high seas instead. Maybe they've got maybe they've got smaller ambitions than that. I mean, mm, you know, fair enough. You know, like maybe they're cutting Become their podcasts. Podcast. Become their podcasters. That's that's where you go. You've got no ambition. Well, exactly. Yeah. Is you know this is like someone criticizing you, going Neil. Why aren't you starring in the new? Fast and Furious movie, why are you doing a podcast? Oh, well, yes. because, because... Obvious reasons for that, in fairness. Because, because, I mean, if because, wants to because get in I touch, because I'm certainly limited. I'll be happy to talk about doing the heel turn in the latest Fast and Furious. Are they still making those? Mm-hmm. I assume they're pumping them out so everyone gets bored. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. But so, yeah, no, if you, you want to get in touch with Diesel, I'm English, I can get a class to join up a little bit. Well, well, I mean, you're that. not classy English, no. are you? Scummy, like gutter English. Yeah. Well, you know, he's had Stafe you're, involved. You're like you're like the kind of English that we originally sent over to America. Troublesome element that you'd be eradicated. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that is widest. It's fifty meters. I mean, it's not a big river. No, I mean it's not. But you know, it, but it's kind of hauntings. But you know, it's got a death ship. So. Well, and this is what I'm saying. Weight. Yeah, it's impressive. So the accounts presented. So the thing, the thing about all of these accounts, Chris. I'm mm. going to go sort of jump up, jump back and forth a little bit on this. But I'm going to go strictly through the um, stories here because all of the information that was collected here was collected in the early 20th century by the Cheyenne Bureau of Psychological Research. Okay. Had signed witness statements by the men who saw the death ship. Um, when they were originally reported in various magazines and papers in the 40s and 50s. Slight problem. The Cheyenne Bureau of Psychological Research never existed except in the retellings of the accounts, and there's no newspaper records that show any mention of it before the 1940s. It does exist now, though. Okay. And Oh, and apparently the city of Cheyenne did not become a city until 1868. Well, yeah, but I don't really care about it, like, if it's a town or a city or a unitary authority. And also the study of psychology... Or crown dependency. And the study of psychology didn't come into prominence in the United States until the 1910s. Because, yeah, I mean... Freud would have been, I mean, that was only been becoming sort of popular in sort of late 19th century, wouldn't it? So there wouldn't have been a Bureau of Psychological Research in 1862. Or just, just in something else about Red Butte Ron private lodgings, hmm. it's got a denotation here that says it's LGBTQ plus friendly. That's hmm. nice. That's good. It's a good place. Check it out. Red Butte Ranch Private Lodgings. It's reasonably Red Butte before. That's B U T T E, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looks lovely. Check it out if you're in if you're in the area or you yeah. want to go in the area. Very reasonably priced. It's good. Good Chinese restaurant next door. As we've established down the road. Yeah, the, get Ch- the, uh, Chinese good, delivered on the boat. Pork, pork balls. Chinese boat restaurant. Yeah. 
So in tracing the story of the Death Ship, the first major event at the Bureau are found to be the very first issue of Fate magazine in 1948 in an article by Vincent Gaddis, reporting the details of the sightings. Hello, <laughs> I'm Vincent Gaddis. <laughs> Welcome to the terrifying world of Vincent Welcome Gaddis. Welcome to Fate magazine. So have you been to the Butte River recently? Because I have a story to tell you. <laughs> oh, I think he so spoke. Platte River. Wow. Um, so Fate Magazine today is known for reporting this is a paranormal phenomena, investigating and debunking several claims, but in 1948 that may have not been the case. So back in the day, they would willingly publish articles from writers that weren't verified and researched. In fact, they published the article by Vincent Gaddis claiming these sightings of the Death Ship were true. If you've read some of our previous articles, specifically the Terror on the Parrier and Ivan Visali, Russian ghost ships, the name Vincent Gaddis will no doubt sound familiar to you. Hello, it's me again. Vincent Gaddis with another ghostly ghost ghost ship, ship for you. Stories. I mean, what I quite like, though, someone else is another one. He debunked some of it in a slightly more boring way, but um, uh, they don't mention this in the one that I'm reading from, but on... Skeptical Inquirer, it goes into this in quite well. It's not it goes into it in quite a lot more depth. But I, mm. what, what, one thing I like that they call out is the sort of language that's used that these people supposedly say. So mm. I'm just trying to find it. Oh, really. Do you reckon that Vincent Gaddis is just uh, another nom de plume of um, Ryle Hubbard? <laughs> of who? Of Hubbard. The Scientology you know guy be? who did all the pulp sci-fi yeah. stuff. Well, he was more, yeah, because he was more sci-fi, wasn't he, rather than ghosts. But, yeah, you never know. He might have had a finger in that pie. L. Ron Hubbard. L. Ron. L. Ron, why haven't you cleared out the rabbit's hutch? Mom! How he spoke. Yeah, so various words and phrases in the three accounts seem unconvincing as the language of simple outdoorsmen. Um... So they use the, the phrase the vasty deep, which apparently is from Shakespeare. Mm. Um, and then apparently they said the ship was... Oh, no, I have been caught in my own petard, my love <laughs> of the classics. But the ship was covered with hoarfrost, which glittered in the rays of the afternoon sun, and it was the spectral ship of death. It all sounds very Hamahara, to be honest with you. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? We've seen Theatre of Blood. That's a fun movie. Anyway... So yeah, some of the some of the phrasing sounds suspiciously, but who knows? It may have been one he was sort of reporting. He might have embellished it. We see this yeah, with some yeah, articles, yeah. don't we? That yeah, yeah. embellished all them the, with all, their the own, all the fucking all time. They might take it out for a spin, you know, in their own bit of Um, but yeah. So anyway, he he basically wrote fiction when he was younger. This um, Ivan Gaddis, and he's known to have made up several ghost stories through, um, throughout his career, usually involving the sea and ships. Sell into various magazines and newspapers. And here's the interesting bit, Chris. He came up with the um, popular term Bermuda Triangle. Did he? So I've read somewhere else here, actually, that he, he may have been the first person to properly popularise the whole idea of the um, Bermuda Triangle. Okay. Which I suspect we'll end up coming to at some point somewhere else. Yeah, we haven't yet. We've done the Alaskan Triangle because it's more yeah. interesting to us. Yeah. Um, but that's quite, I quite like when you get these recurring characters. You know, um, yeah. So with no mentions of the death ship, the witnesses of the Chan Bureau of Psychological Research prior to Gaddis's first article of the account, it makes it pretty clear all of this sighting never actually happened. Well, maybe, maybe not. Mm. Made up entirely by the writer. I mean, obviously, this is what the, um, you know, the factscology is telling us. The story's tapped into our desires of wanting a warning of a warning of impending death, especially concerning... Absolutely not. I don't think I that's don't what know. we want at all. 
a warning and then turning into tragedies. Oh, hang on a second. We've got to get the end of the sentence. The story's tapped into our desires of wanting or warning of impending death, especially concerning loved ones, then turning into tragedies when the witnesses ended up too late, save those destined to die. So in other words, they show you something where you think you could have saved the person, but then it's like, oh, it's already happened by the time you're seeing this. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so they've kind of like... I mean, you know, there's, there's a few articles on there that say, you know, debunk it and say it was all made up by this author called um, William Gaddis. And it, it can't was, prove it was, can't prove it wasn't. Yeah, I and mean, no one else has, you know, there's never been the same kind of sightings ever since the 1903 one. So, but anyway, there you go. It's a nice little story, isn't it, Chris? Lovely story. I like that. It's not, you know, I thought had it was all the, a little fun. Had all one. the aspects. Had the, yeah. yeah. You know, Ghost ships, got, like good, good, um, good stagecraft. Yeah, uh, I like how they're very performative. I think that's, Cantonese that's nice dog. Touch. Yeah. That's good. We yeah, found, some, restaurant. Yeah. found some found nice places to go on holidays. Wyoming, go, go and visit here. Yeah. yeah and Wyoming, of course, has the, whatever it's called, the Devil's something or other, which was, is that um, extinct volcano from Close Encounters. Oh, that nice. that flat-topped mountain yeah, thing. Yeah. The Devil's Armrest. Okay, Neil, so uh, should we go for our school? Of course, yeah. All right. Uh, spookiness, Neil. Fire uh, ahoy. Yeah. A vast she scores. <laughs> Belay that. Um, yeah. I, it's quite, yeah. I mean, I mean, a, a, a ghostly um, shit, you know, sort of apparition comes, it will be on the water as well and it's coming out of the fog. That's, yeah, that'd be pretty, that'd be pretty spooky. I mean, the fact that they're a bit sort of theatre kids. Mm. Maybe knocks down the spookiness level a little bit. Although, Just you know, it. if you saw, I mean, I don't think it sort of says them as being kind of like skeletons or something. In my head, that's where it goes. There's probably a bit more parts of the Caribbean. But yeah, I mean, if you know, they're very clearly like. I sort of think of them as the White Walkers in. Yeah, something more like yeah. that, exactly. Sort of like covered in frost. I mean, obviously, they're covered in ice, then there's clearly something going on. Mm. Um, and you can tell there's something you know, emerging out of the mist. I mean, that would that would certainly um, that give you pause for thought. Come from the frost, frost dimension. Terrible. Yeah. Or, or uh, Iceland, as we know it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why they have, you know, that's, that's where Bjork will end up tricks. Um, so, yeah, no, I think that would be that would be quite terrifying, especially, you know, when they show you, you know, a loved one who's, who's uh, you know, on their deathbed. That's, that would certainly be pretty pretty spooky. So I'm going to give it a... It's, an, it's not one that inherently would keep me up at night, but I think it's quite a, a spooky image. I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. 7. Yeah, I think... Um... So, yes, so you said these things coming out, like some, just suddenly a big ball of mist coming yeah. in and then a ship coming out and they're all, like, pointing a body in the middle, right? That is quite... And they're clearly otherworldly because they're all covered in, like, icicles and stuff, like Mr. Frosty. Um, I think also, right, <laughs> what would make it spooky for me as well is it's quite a small river and you're not really expecting to see anything like that turn no, up there. Not. Do you know what I mean? Like it feels like quite a safe, like you'd be, you're quite safe. Do you know what I mean? It's like nice, nice like flowing river, you know, doing a bit of fishing or whatever. It's, it's not that wide. And yeah, then, it feels kind of incongruous. Yeah. Yeah, like just somewhere where kids would go and have a splash about or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like, like they suddenly turn, like a big ghost ship turned up on River Ada or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah i think yeah i'm gonna go for seven as well i quite like it um believability so 
Um, it sounds like this Vincent Price alike probably just made it all up. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think also the like, like a, I mean, the, the smallness of the river does kind of stick in my craw a little bit as to as to a, a ship haunting it. Um, but then you know that's just me with my science hat on. Who knows? Mm. You know, anything can be haunted. I guess even this flower pot right here. Yeah. No, um, no. I don't know. I don't think it's very. I don't think people believe it. I think it's something there. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't think it's very believable. And I think it's stories that were written afterwards as part of a pulp magazine, to be honest. So I'm I'm going for a two. Yeah, I think I, I tend to agree. I think this is where it falls down a bit. Um, I think that, um, yeah, there's inherently, I mean, if we take it, take out the whole accounts of how they actually came to be, you know, I mean, I, I quite like the fact that there's you know, like an Institute of Psychological Research and all the rest of it that they've, they've found to sort of like try and give some credence mm. to these claims. It's quite funny. Done the research and they put a bit of effort in, which is good. I think for their little grift, but and, and and for what really, just to publish it in a, in a magazine. But um, yeah, um, inherent, you know, or to get or to get tourists and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Which like, the thing is, they actually, but if they were doing that, and it was promoting it a little bit more, but it doesn't seem to be that push. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's not like the Rougarou, You know, you really want to, mm. you know, they make a bit of cash out of it. They should be encouraged. You know, I mean, it's been published. It's in the, you. You can find this in various things around. There's a few stories about it being in Wyoming, but it doesn't they don't like have a festival there or you know come and see the ghost ship or would you spot the ghost ship and all the rest of it? So it doesn't seem to be being pushed that much. But um, and he doesn't well, and, and I don't know. But that turn of the century was the age of grift, wasn't it? So yeah, yeah, but again, I don't know that they had any financial incentive other than selling a story. So, um, but yeah, I mean, whatever. Might have um, owned, it might have owned the lodge that we looked at. <laughs> yeah, you never know. Um, well, if anything, you'd probably be putting people off, might need to go in there, but um, and maybe probably didn't like you run the lodge, You're trying to put them off the yeah. other way around. Yeah, anyway, could, have, um, could have been Franklin it, yeah, Franklin, Franklin ing it, all possible. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, I even without that angle, it doesn't inherently have a lot of believability. It's like it's a nice little ghost story, but uh, it's not inherently particularly believable, and that you can't think that anyone does believe it, it's just other than like a nice little urban legend, I guess, for people who live in that part of Wyoming. So, yeah, I think probably a two is probably about, about fair enough. Two. So, narrative premise. Uh, it's you first, Neil. Yeah, I, I think there's a bit here, actually. I think this is quite good. So, I think, you know, the idea of this, I mean, the ghost ship, the fact that it just appears on a, on a quite a small river, I think that's quite good. And, you know, it's, it's not like you're... You know, you can just just appears when you're out doing your doing your business. You know, you're out doing a bit of hunting or a bit of farming yeah, or whatever water, it might be. Watering your horse, yeah, just watering your horse. Um, you know, and then this appears, and then and obviously there's the whole thing as well. They don't do it just out and about. They're going to tell you about uh, the death of a loved one, but mm. it's too late to actually do anything about it. So, yeah, that's quite a, quite a, a nice little um, nice little touch. You know, the fact that they're all sort of covered in frost and it's all dreadfully uncanny. I think it's yeah, it's quite. A, you know, you're not going to get like a TV series out of this, but I think you could make for a, a you know, quite an interesting, good little format. It's, it's, at least it's a good for a little short story, if nothing else. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to give it. Yeah, it's probably not got the makings of like a, you know, a really long story, but um, yeah, a short story or a novel out or something. That's probably a six out of ten for me on that basis. Six. Um, yes, everything you said. Plus, what I like is they they don't do a lot, but what they do, they do well, and they constantly mm. try and improve on their show each time. So I've got a lot of respect for the craft, so I'm going to give it a seven. 
And Reach, well, I've never heard of it. I don't, I don't know how much there is about it. I can't imagine it's known much out of Wyoming. Um, but yeah, certainly not big, so I'm going to give it a three. Seems fair. Yeah, that's probably about right. I'm, I'm going to give it a four out of kindness, but it's just because you can find it on the internet and stuff. But um, I think you're right. I think it's one of those ones where you kind of have to go hunting for these things. It's it's not not one you're going to have heard of if you're not. Um, yeah, you probably aren't going to stumble across it, and it's not going to be well known in you know across the world or be particularly Asian or whatever. Um, but yeah, you can you know you can you can find out about it if you. Cool. Um, yeah. All right, well, that's 38 out of 80, so not bad. Yeah, not uh, so. Nice I enjoyed deal. that. That was a, a fun little story. Um, yeah, it's, it's a good, yeah. Sometimes it's just a nice little story, that's all you know. Nice little story. I mean, we're saying nice little story. It's a it's a ghost ship that gives portents of death and someone's yeah. wife died in the fire, but for 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 our, for our purposes, purposes, it's a nice, yeah. it's a nice little story. It's a nice little story, yeah. It's a heartwarming chuckle. For, chuckle for yeah, a little chuckle fest. Um. I'm really going to struggle to write the summary of what this episode's about because we said a lot of stuff and I can't remember any of it. So you can go back and listen to it, but I assume you're not going to bother to do that. No, don't have time. Um, Nearly the Chris talk shit, Chinese like, restaurants, and ghost shit. There you go. I like, I like to call this podcast uh, "Fire and Forget." Yeah. Um, no, I do go back and listen sometimes. Um, Cool. All right. Well, um, yeah, I hope you've enjoyed that one. A little bit different, um, but uh, hopefully a nice little story. And uh, either I apologise for us going off on tangents, or if you're you're someone who enjoys tangents, I know some people do, then I hope you enjoyed them. Um, You know, can't please everyone, can you? It's organic, you know. It's organic. Which is so wacky. Um, (laughs) Cool. Uh, all right, well, have a nice week and uh, you know, keep safe and enjoy the summer if you can. Provided, I don't know, like, can anyone enjoy anything anymore? I don't know, like, world's on fire or or not. Well, so, enjoy the small moments. Hey, stay you safe, can, enjoy the fighting the good fight, but try and make the most out of you know, exactly. what you got left. Yeah, don't let the bastards get you down. Indeed, <laughs> see you next week. Cheers. Bye, goodbye. Thank you.